that. It's time for the Game Sports Podcast. It is your host, David McCaig Jr. The Game Sports Podcast is powered by 91N. That's 91 Network. Head on over to the YouTube channel, search 91 Network, and you can find all recent episodes of the Game Sports Podcast on there, as well as other episodes from other content providers. Or you may already be tuned into the Game Sports Podcast through the 91N channel. Nonetheless, make sure you hit like, follow, and subscribe on all of the videos on 91N, and particularly just hit subscribe. That one subscription, that one comment goes a long way for 91N. And if you have a podcast that you're interested in starting, well, you can reach out to 91N at 91NetworkSSM at gmail.com. Or if you're already currently doing a podcast, you can reach out to 91NetworkSSM at gmail.com to have your podcast aired on the platform. This is the Monday edition of the Game Sports Podcast, and I am going to be solo for the opener of the show. However, in the second segment, we will have a top shelf segment, and Alex Parr will be joining yours truly to, to discuss the world of hockey. Here in the opening segment, I'm going to try to keep it as short as I can, and the key word is try to keep it short. You know, we never really are able to keep it short here on the Game Sports Podcast because always such electrifying content that we like to provide, but we always have opinions. We're a family of a lot of opinions here on the game. But this opening segment, I'm going to devote the time to baseball. Yes, Connor Henderson's not here. Obviously, this isn't a strike zone segment to open the show, but I wanted to hog a little bit of this camera in terms of the first segment about a little bit of both, well, Blue Jays and baseball news, yes. And I'm going to get into a topic that you already know likely what it's going to be about, but I'm just going to table that for a second. I'm just going to give a little bit more promotion here to the Game Sports Podcast, especially if you're listening to any audio platform, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, wherever you are. Make sure you hit subscribe or follow on those. However, we had previous editions of the Game Sports Podcast. I want you to take a moment to check out as well, now we're in December, Christmas time is near, and I want to remind you that we will be having our Christmas holidays coming up very soon. We will have another couple weeks of content. However, after December 20th, the Game Sports Podcast will be taking its annual Christmas and holiday party, and we will be resuming. Uh, broadcast uploads on January the 3rd. Just so everybody is aware and you know that if we take a brief absence for a few weeks, you know why. But if there's any hot topics or any news that we have to promote, trust me, we will have that for you in form of either a clip, a reel on Instagram, it might be a short on YouTube, it might be a, just a bonus episode, who knows. We will be near if the the news is definitely worthwhile to promote for you. But otherwise, we will be having our Christmas break at that point. So I've got the housekeeping out of the, out of the way. Obviously, 91N. We appreciate the powered by there with 91N. And again, the YouTube channel is growing. We've got some subscribers already starting to really see the channel now and big, big marketing initiative coming in 2024. So make sure if you're doing a podcast, you want to get on there. Or if you want to start, reach out today. Now, I want to talk about the Blue Jays for a second, and it does connect in baseball. And the last couple of days, you know, if you're a Toronto Blue Jays fan, you've been hearing a lot of rumors coming in. The rumors have been quite in your favor, all right? And being a Toronto fan, everybody knows outside of being a host of a sports podcast that definitely I cheer for all Toronto sports, rather it be the Blue Jays, the Maple Leafs, the Raptors. Obviously, Toronto doesn't have an NFL team yet. So I do cheer for the black and yellow, the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, in that regard. But 
you know, the Toronto Blue Jays are a very exciting ball team. All right. They have a lot of good players on that team and players that didn't achieve this year. Vlad had an off season. Bo definitely didn't. Uh, Springer, not, not really a great season. Kirk definitely wasn't the player that I think Blue Jays management was hoping it would be. Obviously, Gabriel Moreno fit in really nicely in Arizona, as did Lourdes Gurriel. But the Jays have not been scared of trying to make change. That's what Ross has shown the last couple years there in Toronto with, of course, trading to Oscar Hernandez, bringing in Swanson, bringing in Dalton Varsho. He's been swinging for the fences, per se. Okay, And the Toronto Blue Jays right now are headline rumors to be front runners to sign Shohei Otani. Let me let me let me just say that one more time. The Toronto Blue Jays are front runners along with the Dodgers to sign Shohei Otani. But if that isn't enough for you, the Toronto Blue Jays are also front runners to acquire from the San Diego Padres generational talent as well, Juan Soto. Now, I don't want to get into too much here about this. I just want to give my reaction fit and maybe just a little piece of advice to Toronto Blue Jay fans because by the time this episode's uploaded, if it's tomorrow, if it's later tonight, if clips are shared, Shohei did state that he was going to have a decision this week and it could happen tonight. It could happen tomorrow. Juan Soto trade can happen later this week. We don't know when it's going to happen. Obviously, for the sake of my content, I hope it isn't until a little bit later this week because then we can get everything out. But in previous episodes of the game, I mentioned on strike zone segments where I thought Shohei's favorite place to be would be obviously following the avenue of Ichiro and going to the Seattle Mariners. I felt that was a really good fit. Close to Canada. Obviously, he has respect for Canada. He vacations there. Apparently, I believe he has a home there. Could be wrong about that. But there's been love towards Seattle. And obviously, there's always been love with the Dodgers. The Dodgers have the money. Obviously, the weather's really nice. He obviously played for the LA Angels. So obviously the Dodgers have always been a front runner. People that were sleepers, you know, you think of the Cubs, you think of the Yankees. There's obviously still the Angels that people can't forget. Why wouldn't the Angels still be a part of it? You got Mike Trout there, despite how they're going a little bit through a little bit of challenges. Maybe Shohei believes in the Angels, especially if they pay up. But that doesn't seem like the case. As of recently, in the last 24 hours, multiple news outlets, both Canadian and American have really stated that Shohei uh, has really looked at the Dodgers and the Blue Jays as the two favorite landing spots to go. Now, if if he does go to Toronto, do I think it's going to happen? I truly think there's a strong possibility that Toronto gets him. I really do. If I were to tell you that I think Shohei is going to go to Toronto and so is Juan Soto, look, I have to come back down to reality. Is it possible? Sure. It's not like it's impossible. You make a trade and a sign. Sure, it's signing. It it works out. But Shohei Otani going to the Toronto Blue Jays, I think is priority number one. I think you sign Shohei Otani. That's a generational talent. That's a future Hall of Famer. That's an iconic piece in sports right now. That would be the biggest signing in Toronto sports history. Any sport. I know Kawhi Leonard got traded to the Raptors and they won a championship. Obviously, you have players that signed with the Toronto Maple Leafs, John Tavares, and the list goes on there. But it has not met any success. The Toronto Blue Jays, if they sign Shohei Otani, who has been compared to a Babe Ruth talent and has shown it, yes, he's not pitching this season. Not a big deal. Look at the pitching rotation the Jays have. Give the bank to Shohei 
Otani. Outbid the Dodgers. Do the, out, do the unthinkable. Shohei, why don't you do the unthinkable? Everyone maybe thought the Dodgers, because it's such an easy, such a, such a cop-out to say the Dodgers are favorites to get Shohei Otani. The Blue Jays were always, what, 15th favorite, 10th favorite, whatever it would have been a month ago. And you got all these teams that were ahead of them. The Blue Jays are baseball for Canada. That is the one team that is in Canada. There is no team in Montreal anymore. We don't have a team in Vancouver. The team that's closest to Vancouver is obviously got Seattle, right? So, but when you go to Seattle, all there are there are Blue Jays fans. You go around to different stadiums, Blue Jays fans are always flooding ballparks. Shohei Otani has the opportunity to not only change baseball in general, he can change baseball in Canada. Change baseball, sport, Toronto sports, everything all in one. The attractive piece to what he can do as an image in his career, the money that he wants, the team that has a desire to win, that is obviously the pitching was absolutely stellar last year. It was the bats that let them down. If the bats were what they could be, the Jays would have been World Series champions last year. I don't care if anyone wants to at me and disagree. The pitching and bullpen that they have, that's World Series caliber. Their bats were also there, but they were not consistent. So obviously, they're not as good as everyone thought. Getting Shohei Otani would be fantastic for the Toronto Blue Jays, and that's just putting it lightly. But in summary, Shohei Otani, if he signs in Toronto, that is the biggest, the biggest signing in Toronto sports history. Will it happen? I don't want to give you a prediction. I really don't. And I hope that gives you the answer because I don't want to curse it. Juan Soto. I'm going to go to Juan Soto here because I'd be a fool not to mention Juan Soto. Despite if you get Otani or not, if you move Juan Soto and it doesn't involve a name of Bo Bichette or Vladimir Guerrero Jr., I am all for it. I know it could be a one-year thing. Maybe it is an extension thing. I don't know. That does seem very realistic because the fit Dalton Varsho to center, Soto in left, or move in right, wherever you want to go. Uh, Springer in right, you'd have the outfield set up. Look, Soto would be a great fit in Toronto. And what would it be of cost, though? Is Alec Manoa worth giving up? Yes, I would. Is Addison Barger worth giving up? For Juan Soto, yes. Is... Another piece of the puzzle going to have to be, does it have to be a Biggio? Does it have to be uh, uh, maybe a Ricky Tiedemann? I'm not too sure what that picture would look like. Truthfully, I don't have many examples, but I don't think you'd have to package Tiedemann and Barger uh, and and Manoa all in the same trade. I, I feel like Barger and Manoa could be good core pieces of that trade for the Padres to especially get something for a player. But it goes without saying. I don't want to talk about hypothetical trades. What I want to talk about is the fit for Soto and the fit for Otani. Otani plays DH. Soto plays in left field. Heck, you can put him in right if you want, but left field's the natural side. You get two players with a lineup that you can have Soto batting second, Shohei batting third, Vlad fourth, Bo fifth, Springer leadoff still. You got Varsho. You got Kirk and or Jansen. You, that lineup is just so sexy to look at. So sexy. That that team, if they wouldn't win a World Series, if they didn't 
probably the better word to use, Winter World Series, that would be an absolute failure, especially with that pitching, that bullpen, and the defense has been stellar for the Blue Jays. Now, I've mentioned about Shohei being the biggest signing in Toronto sports history if it happens. Soto going to Toronto if it's with Shohei or not with Shohei. That would be one of the biggest trades in Toronto sports history. Yes, one of the biggest trades. That is all sports. Next to, there's one comparison, Kawhi Leonard. That was such a pivotal moment in Raptors basketball history. And they won the championship because they took that risk. You got rid of a first, you got rid of Portal, and you also got rid of DeRozan. You bring in Kawhi Leonard on a one year and you go for it. And they win. They beat Golden State to win the NBA title. This is the type of move, if you make it, it's either going to make your team or it's going to break your team. And bringing in Shohei and or Soto, either or, is going to change the outlook of your team for the better. But if you bring in them both, Toronto sports will never have the respect it's ever had. You'll be able to attract more players. It will have a whole different image in Toronto sports history. Best trade, best signing in history. Shohei could be the face of baseball in Canada. He is going to be an idol throughout Canada. Obviously, from where he's from, you're not, it doesn't matter. Shohei is the most iconic name in baseball right now. And if the Jays can pull it off, despite if that number starts with a 6-0 or 60 million plus, he is worth it. And Rogers has the money to do it. Open up that bank account. Bring in Shohei. Trade for Soto. Let's do it. Let's see how it turns out. Take that risk. Change sports in Toronto for the good. And that leads to my final point. Jays fans, as much as I'm sitting here and as much as you're reading all the outlets, all the media, hearing all the media, all the TikToks that you're scrolling through, everything that you're scrolling through, do not get your hopes up. It'll be worth it if it happens and we didn't get our hopes up, but it'll be also worth it if it doesn't happen for either or or both, whatever it may be. Because let me put us back down to reality for a second. And by saying us, I mean Toronto sports fans. That means being a Toronto sports fan comes with pain. We have been rumored to get every iconic sports figure in any sport that we're talking about. I don't think I'd ever heard of a Michael Jordan maybe ever going to the Raptors. Maybe that's a little bit not in the cards. But nonetheless, we... Always see players be front runners to go somewhere. And it's always the expected teams that win. It always seems to be that way. Yankees, Dodgers, the Lakers, if you're thinking basketball, if you're thinking hockey, yet yeah, the Maple Leafs would be up there, but you're thinking the, the Rangers, you, you know, you're thinking the Detroit Red Wings. You, you're you're thinking of teams that always seem to get those guys, and they do. But a lot of it has to do with not just the city or the sport. No, nothing like that. It's the management pulling the, tri- pulling the strings with anyone involved from the, their team of management or uh, from the presentation that they have trying to bring in the players. And we've seen success. Dubas brought in Tavares. Obviously, we saw Masai trade for Kawhi Leonard. We've seen, obviously, Alex Anthopoulos go to Vladimir Guerrero's house to, to recruit him as a young lad. 
and the story behind Vlad. Because Alex went there, that is why he signed there. If you don't know that story, it's a very good story, and I could tell it more in another episode when I have more time. We're talking Shohei and Soto here. I don't know where they're going to sign. Want me to give you my predictions? I say they're both going to Toronto. Say it. Let's put it in the universe. They're both going to go to Toronto, Shohei and Soto, and it's going to shock the baseball world. If I had to choose one, I believe it's Shohei that's going to be the one signed in Toronto. And let me tell you, I will be ordering a Shohei, nope, already getting too excited, a Shohei jersey. Rate Express for myself, my wife, I will buy that jersey. As you see behind me right now on video, that is a Vladimir Guerrero Jr. jersey. I will have to make sure the Shohei jersey is showing up on this podcast every week because that would be the most pivotal signing in Toronto sports said. But I will remind you, getting your hopes up, I wouldn't advise it because we've we've seen players go where they expected. And if you're a Toronto fan, you know what pain is. And you always know that as a Toronto fan, that getting your hopes up has never done you any good. This is great right now. This is great to hear. And like I said, by the time this is uploaded, I hope it isn't. I hope that no news is out until later this week. So yes, the viewerships can come in, but also so I don't seem too nuts for doing this full 17-minute vent about Shohei and Soto. But enjoy this. And if it does happen, my goodness, the change in Toronto sports will be epic. Shohei Soto, look, if they don't sign by the time you re- hear this episode or view this episode, comment below if you think you know where they're going. I said where I think they're going. I really do. Uh, but for some reason, when it comes to Shohei, my gut always goes towards the Dodgers. And I'm really scared about that because obviously, you know, you got to trust your gut. But there's something about Soto. I don't see anything else. It just seems that seeing him in Toronto blue seems like that fit. It almost seems too perfect that the Jays would almost get Shohei. They would strike out on Shohei, but then they would put all in for Juan Soto. That'd be such a Toronto move. You miss out on a player, but you trade the farm to try to get the other one. Look, sign Shohei, then trade for Soto. Shock the world. Put respect on the name for the Blue Jays. Bring the World Series back to Toronto. But let me remind you again as fans for the fourth time. If you're a Toronto fan, take a step back. And enjoy it. A lot of moving parts still to happen. And we'll likely know this week. So maybe by Wednesday's podcast. Or by next week's Monday edition of the game. Me and Connor might be talking about the landing spot. For both Shohei and Juan Soto. David McKay here with the Game Sports Podcast. Talked a little baseball for you. Talked a little bit of Juan Soto and Shohei Otani. They must have been invading your TikTok or your Instagram. Why not add a meat onto there? And while you're there, make sure you hit like, follow, subscribe on all the game platforms as well as the 91N YouTube channel. I'm going to take a quick breather because I am going to allow Alex Parr to come on. And we're going to be talking a little bit of hockey for the next 20 minutes or so before we conclude tonight's episode. So again, this is Dave McKay with the Game Sports Podcast, powered by 91N. We'll be right back with Alex Parr. Don't go anywhere. And welcome back to the Game Sports Podcast. David McKay continuing to host you on this episode. I am joined by the one, the only, Alex Parr. Alex, my friend. Stop. I need you to, I need you to stall for me. Can, can you keep talking? I haven't my finished party? setting up for your party. Oh, I, that's for me? Oh, that's yeah. so nice. Yeah, you're big. 
You big party. You did what That's nobody great. ever thought you, you could do. I thought we should celebrate. It's to friends and to our friends of the game. <laughs> Damn, what is weak fantasy? He's now not in dead last. He is tied is for 11. And, and that's I'm not last. In the process. Trust the process. The team that has been assembled for Hughes, your daddy, you got to believe in it. As he blows up the balloons. I love Par, gets it already. His intros are dino. Look at last week when he spun in the Ric Flair mm -hmm. robe. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Yeah, it's hung up. And you know it's what? I now. did get somebody saying we got to talk a bit mm. more wrestling on here. Uh, yeah, yeah. And really? Uh, I don't ask me. That's not happening it. with me right now. We're gonna ha we'll we'll try to mm. segue other things into different episodes in terms of wrestling and basketball, even golf in the when the season's appropriate. But nonetheless, what do you mean? Tiger Woods just made his return. He just finished at his tournament. We mean in season. I mean, what I mean in terms of the. In segments, I'm going to try to fit in different segments into what show. So we will talk about other sports, but there's just other things we want to get to in this episode. And time is thin, but I can assure you that golf, basketball, wrestling, we will incorporate going forward on Mondays. We'll fit it in. Okay, on the opening segment. CM Pat, massive, CM Pong just massive, returned to WWE. Massive. That's crazy. Big news. I can't believe Next it. Week, I can't. I honestly can't believe it. Since he's here every Monday, instead of yours truly opening the show and doing my own little rant segment, we'll have Par come on and we'll do a variety sports segment next week. Okay, we'll talk wrestling. We'll talk. Mm. I'm drawing a blank right now. Why golf? Thank you, golf. Thank you. We'll talk about you, some you said golf. Get some feedback for mm -hmm. you next week. Okay, but I did tell everybody already what this segment's going to be about. It is top shelf. We're doing a top shelf segment right now. We're going to stick to top shelf being the second segment or third, the final segment of the show on Mondays. Okay, so we'll stick to that, but we'll get into the other news. I promise Monday next week. All right, there you go. Strong as oak, the promise. If you know that quote, you know that quote, Jerry Maguire. What? Yeah. One last thing before we talk hockey. We're in a playoff spot, baby. That's right. It's love season. I don't care if I'm in a Rogers jersey. Eat your heart out. Kansas City. Yeah, that's right. That's right. If you're not, if you're on audio, Alex Parr's wearing a Green Bay Packers jersey here today. Um, and they had a big win against Kansas City, much to the help of the officials yesterday. Um, but we get all the help. Like, it's so funny. Like, my friends will be talking to me about Packers games or whatever. I'm like, just you wait. Like, we get all the calls. You wait and see what happens. But, I mean, mind you, that roughing the passer call, roughing the passer, uh, unintentional. Yeah, that was such a fucking garbage call. Are you kidding me? Yeah, pass interference at the end. That was a – I couldn't see anything else more pass interference. But – we're going to talk about that on Wednesday on the In the Pocket segment when we have hopefully EJ, who's been off for a couple weeks, because Jay able to join us and Justin. But, Par, we got hockey. We'll get to it. I have a few topics, and you can ask Par. I, text this, I texted this to him. I said there was a planned out agenda. We don't follow a script on the show, but we have an agenda. We have topics that we want to get into. But yours truly lost that today. Uh, so, uh, and I, can I remember it? No. Sometimes I can't remember to put my shoes on some days. So, some things I want to get into. There is multiple points that I do want to get into, and one's about Steven Stamkos. I do want to get into a little teaser about the World Juniors, and I would like to talk about 
the about William Nylander to a certain degree. And if there's time permits, I'll go to my other topic that I'm gonna that, I, that I'm hoping to get to. But I'm not gonna say what that is because I don't want to not get to it and get anyone's hopes up. So. I'm ready. I'm ready First, to talk okay, Nylander. Great. So you want to start with Nylander before Stamkos? You want to go Nylander? Okay. So why yeah, are we talking William Nylander? Let, let, mm. let, me, let me tell you why we're talking William Nylander. If you talked to me two weeks ago, I would have said the same thing as to now. I want everybody to know that. I did not change my opinion on Willie in any which way, okay? Willie Nylander, mm. all right, has, okay. I did say he has been the best Maple Leaf at that point. Which is true. He's still been the one probably more consistent, unless you don't want to count the last few games he has. So, Willie Nylander has been very good this year. He has won games for Toronto single-handedly. Especially in Sweden. He must love playing in Sweden. Wonder why. But, again, Willie Nylander is still Willie Nylander. And I'm going to say this flat because this is what's going to start the conversation. Am, if I'm Brad Tree Living, am I giving Nylander 10 plus? No, I'm not. I am not. Uh, yes, yes, someone is. is. 100%. Is he worth 10 the way he's playing? For sure. For sure. Why not? He got guys that are getting more money. He's Is he better than Sebastian Ajo? Yeah. I, 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 two different players. One's more stronger two way, the other one's better offensively. I think you know which one I'm talking about. So yeah, Aho got nine half, okay, just around that nine area. Nylander's gonna get ten, okay. Where's he gonna get that ten? I've said this for the last little bit. I've never said it on the show because I, I just didn't want to put this in the universe, but I'm going to. Chicago, Chicago is gonna be the team that I think will give Nylander money. But we're not talking about I think that Nylander's going to Chicago in the offseason. We're not talking about that. We're talking about Nylander himself, despite the offensive. Ex- excellence that he can provide despite how he can win you games despite his absolutely unbelievable style quote the nickname Willie Styles the guy on the defensive end of the puck never mind is bad he's been okay this year at some points in it heck he's played some PK time a couple times earlier this year but he is hot cold He's like me when I play EASHL. If you know, you know. There's one game where if I'm sniping, let me let me tell you, I'm not missing anything. But if I don't if I don't if I don't score or I don't play good, I am the worst player on the ice by a landslide. And we're talking a video game. Let me go back to reality. I'm just giving you an example. Willie Nylander, his laziness is still there. That play in overtime. Calling the bench? No. But let me tell you why that happened. Let's rewind. At a minute 32 in the, in the period, he coasted off the ice. Coasted. He was tired. He wanted off. Sheldon Keefe puts him out there 40 seconds after, exhausted. Let me tell you, I don't care what shape you're in. You're going to be tired. And who's still sitting on the bench in overtime who had the better game? Robertson? Domi? Guys are sitting on the bench that actually had a good game. And you put Noah Gregor out there in between, not in between that change. Good, yep. There's nothing wrong with, wrong with that. that. But I mean, nothing you got Domi Robertson on the bench. I could have played mm-hmm. in substitute of Willie in that final mm-hmm. play. Because Nylander, I don't know what Keefe was watching in that overtime, but there that wasn't the Willie Styles that we've seen in overtime. His laziness 
when it's on his laziness, it is on. <laughs> like it is no effort in the O zone or the, sorry, the D zone. There's is there's no effort. I'm listening. In the Hold zone. on. There's a lot of effort in the O zone, of course, but there is the laziness of Willie Nylander that has not stopped, has not stopped, and it's still there. Par, I'm going to give you the floor. The last couple games, Nylander has not been the Nylander yeah. since the game of the year, but he's not going to have 82 games of perfection. But this is why I'm talking about the $10 million if I'm sure I'm not paying it. Teams will, and Toronto can't pay it because of who they pay other players. That's the other reason why as well. As much as I would love for him to stay, but his laziness par, his there's still areas of the game that have caught that that play costed Toronto, but also Jake McCabe costed the game by him coasting to the bench. And Tavares, that look did not look good on him either, coasting back. So but Tavares has stone boots already as it is. So he wouldn't have gotten back even if he fucking tried, I don't think. So you can put the blame there, but Willie blew a tire because the guy's exhausted, dude. And Keith played him at the wrong time. And he did not play that good as of late, especially against Boston. I wasn't – and he didn't see that brilliance. I didn't see that flare. And when he's off, he's off. I saw two different players this year where 88 for the Toronto Maple Leafs. I saw Nylander up until Sweden. And then I saw this guy right here. And what does he do since he's been home? He floats all over. And like you said, you can preface it with all these nice things. He's so great. He's so pretty. Not God, I wish I had his hair. But, but, he doesn't care all the time. He has been the Leafs' best playoff yep, performer yep, the last, what, two, three years? And it's, without a doubt, it hasn't even been close hasn't been close like he has been so lights out in the playoffs and like i said last episode like season's too long you don't need to put in 100 percent all year round if you know you're about you got a team that you can just coast into the playoffs with and then try then that's fine you can do that at least and this is him doing it this is him being like okay i got i got all this chatter going the fans are loving me i got that hilarious rogers commercial which i actually thought was like really good like it was a pretty good commercial now my agents, you know, running it up. We're talking 12, 13 million. Not actually. Not actually. So what does he need to do now? He can just fucking coast. It doesn't matter. December? Who cares? You in a playoff spot? <laughs> not Willie. Yeah, he, he, he he's not going to get a lump of coal by any means. He's just going to coast. Eh, let's check in on him in, that's the, in that's March. That's my whole point, too. The identity, and I have never chirped Brad, and Park can, can second this. I never chirped Brad. Heck, I never even chirped Dubas. You know, I know we talked Dubas last week. I know we chirped Dubas last week, but I gave credit to Brad for trying, right? And I'm not saying I'm not saying Dubas didn't because last year's deadline, he he'd made some moves for Toronto. Tree Living's brought in Bertuzzi, Domi. I've liked the Domi sign. I, I, there's been this with Domi, right? Bertuzzi. Yeah, like. Domi's yeah. been good. After the yeah. first half yeah. month, really month mean, he's honestly, been good. I'm giving him kudos for trying. I, I am. I pointed fingers at guys like Marner who started slow, but Sheldon Keefe still juggling his lines. That's sort of, I'm still seeing that same team, despite all this change, 
that are on the ice that's bringing the same effort. You know, it's that, oh, you know they have that, now they have that edge, right? That fight in them, that dog in them that people look for. But yeah, but they're not showing it. Do the they? Ryan Reeves signing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not going there. Not, I don't even. Sign him. Sign him to play him for like, what? Three minutes a night and do nothing. Oh, and you think John Tavares oh, is slow? Oh, I could beat Ryan Reeves. I could beat Ryan Reeves in a foot race. Sam Lafferty is flourishing in Vancouver. But we're not going to go to if fans. We, I want to keep this on point with Nylander. My whole point with Willie Nylander is that you've put the nail on the head. The float season is in right now for Willie. It's that time of the year. But this is still – it still feels yeah. like par. This is the same team that we've seen the past five years. It doesn't matter who they've brought it in. Is. They could have brought in Nikita Zadorov, which they it really is. struck out on that. But besides the point, money's a problem. But they, they could have brought in somebody – tough and it's probably still wouldn't have changed anything because it's just the identity it seems like and i talked about it last week culture in the room Tavares and keith right Tavares, the guy who didn't back check in overtime willie who got he couldn't get up in overtime because he was so exhausted the only guy that tried on that back check was morgan riley who i've given nothing but praise the last few years i love morgan he's riley. been so good that's man. not his he's fault that so goal the guy had 11 shots in overtime. He had more shots in overtime than he did in the first period in that game. But again, Willie Nylander, the guy when he's lazy, he is lazy. He, they're, they're, I, I can't think of too many lazy players when somebody is on their lazy point, and it's him. But he's been off the last few games. and Point streak's over? Ah, time to just... What was it, 16, 17 games? You guys got this. I'll be I'll be over here in, in Obi's office just waiting. Oh, yeah. bunch in the corner? No, 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 you guys got it. You guys got it. You're I good. wanted to bring him up because I, I no one's pointing enough fingers at him for that overtime. A lot of the fingers are going to keep to a degree because he like Yeah, it should be. Why the hell are you playing him? He's so gassed. He did that all the time. He runs fucking Nylander for a two-and-a-half-minute shift in overtime the game before. And then who's the first shooter in the shootout? William fucking Nylander. Why? Why? You don't need to. Which is warranted, but McCabe and Tavares, which is warranted to a degree. Cabe's effort, the, 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 the effort going off the ice is what I point. But a lot of people haven't been pointing at Willie Nylander. But it wasn't his fault that overtime because he was just getting overused. And but the, but when he gets overused and plays, and if things don't work out for him, he just gives up. He says, "Fuck this, I don't care anymore." That's his attitude. It seems like when we were talking, when we were talking about Ryan Reeves, sorry to go a little bit off topic here. Uh, I was thinking about how slow he looks, and I wanted to say he looks like he's three hundred pounds skating on ice because of how slow he is. How he's two twenty six, <laughs> and that completely ruins this game. But yeah, great call. You th there's Add no an extra ten on there. Add an yeah. extra ten. They take ten off. Yeah, but, he's, that dude looks like that guy looks dude, like Dustin, Dustin Bufflin in his offseason prime. I have not wanted somebody at the time more in Toronto because I think he would have been a fucking beauty in Toronto. I, I, 
No, you wouldn't have. You would have got sucked into everything else when they go, oh, nobody here really cares. So, man, eh, whatever. It seems like it's the same image every year. And every year, every media is talking about the same thing. Everyone's getting their hopes up. Everyone's like, okay, they have a little spell. Oh, okay, they lost some game. Okay, they're hot now. Oh, my God, they're winning the cup. Oh, they lost four in a row. Trade. Trade everybody. Trade. Trade every. Oh, oh they won another yeah. five games. You know, we're, we're good. Yeah, because idiots like us eat that shit up, and if people eat it up, then they're gonna keep doing it. You know, it's it's a story that's gonna. What do you mean? I can win in a video game. The Leafs can't win shit. But yes, it's a point. It's like a story, right? So you're trying to get that entertainment. It's what it feels like, and it's an entertainment carousel that's just going around and around and around and around to no end. When's it gonna end? You know, that's why last segment yeah. when I was talking about Otani and Soto going off topic, dreams, <laughs> dreams. That's what's imprinted in here. As a Toronto fan, it's dreams. You know, you're going to get this. You're going to get this. Hopes up. Let's just sit back and try. The Raptors won. That was sit cool. back and try to enjoy the talent. That was fun. You get so frustrated because you're so invested. Speaking of invested, Par. Switching gears. Steven Stamkos. Okay. Buddy's been captain mm -hmm. since a long time. I don't have the year up. Long time. Somebody that, yeah. You, were you just going to guess? guess? Say it as a matter of fact. I have hands up. I don't know. I don't know. I am going to uh, guess 2000. Oh, my. No, 2000. 2010. 2000, I'm going to no, guess. No, I'm, I have to take. No. 2014. 2014's my guess. March 2014. He's been the captain for March you know, almost 10 Got years it. in Tampa. And he's had success. He's made the cup final a couple of times. He lost it in Chicago in 2015, I believe was that year. Uh, they've won back. To, they won multiple cups. He's been successful. They've had good runs in the playoffs. He's a good leader. To be honest, he's had more success than Tavares has in his career. That's just why I don't say it. It's duh. <laughs> Obvious. Um, but I remember Stamkos when he was younger. Davey, you okay, froze on and me. The kid was always known as just above everybody else. Above everybody else. Tampa Bay drafts him, right? He goes to an organization that he ends up – they had to go through a little retooling before he came cap. They know they had to bring in – you know, Kucherov was young. Vasilevsky was young. There's a little – it's a slight retooling when they traded San Louis and they traded Le Cavalier. They, they you know there's some slight retooling there. Eisenman went in there and really changed the culture of that team. Eisenman's the best GM in hockey. I'm going to tell you that right now. Despite Justin Hall, that's his worst signing. Um, but besides that... You think Steve Eisenman's the best GM in hockey? Why do you because think Steve Eisenman's the best he's GM he's done in, in Tampa Bay from the farm system up in his image is just his footprint and the way that he played is it gets the respect of his players. Did he win Either one of those cups? I don't think he did, did he? So he the breeze wasn't he gone before that? You're right, but who built the, who built that team? Oh, okay. And then Eiserman goes to Detroit, and they're mediocre or bad for the last for his entire tenure, except for this year. Except who for this is, year, who was Eiserman's assistant? And we're Breezebois. Breezebois. Yeah, the Eiserman. Sure. Look, the Eiserman's not the point. Steven Stamkos is the point. They're not giving that guy an extension yet. And they said he doesn't want to talk throughout the year. Do I think he's going to leave Tampa? No, at the end of the day. Do I think he's going to Toronto? No. I don't think he's 
So is yeah, he's going to go to Toronto for league men. For league men. No, McDavid's, McDavid's actually coming, though. That's the uh, thing. How about- <laughs> he is. He is. That's why Dane doesn't want to come on. He doesn't want to fucking face the facts. I think it's disrespectful that Tampa Bay hasn't given him an extension. But what's your take, Bart? I, honestly, the guy's won cups. He's been your captain. Loyalty, he's an inaugural piece in that locker room. He's massive in terms of his stature. He's the footprint in Tampa. Disrespect is real for not giving that guy a contract. Yeah, I mean, depending on how much he loves living in Florida and not paying any taxes, if I'm him, I'm already gone. So that that's just me. Like, how much more can you do for an organization? I mean, he made him completely relevant in a place that doesn't really give a shit. Brutal arena, too, by the way. I'm glad I'll say it. Their arena. No, I I saw pictures. You've been there? Oh. I wasn't. Why why weren't you there? I wasn't married to her at the time. (laughs) Yeah, she was. Oh, she's just watching hockey? Like, set up for an arena. It's really steep. It's really not. It's not. It's not a great setup. But we're not talking about the arena in Tampa. Steven Stamkos. Tampa Bay, open your wallet, pay the guy. He's the reason why you've had success, along with Kucherov and Vasilevsky. Don't get me wrong. There's been a lot going on. As Parr shows a picture of Connor McDavid with a Leaf jersey. I love that. If you're on video, you're seeing a treat right now. Connor McDavid with the video, on video, wearing a Toronto Maple Leaf jersey. And we'll see how Oiler fans react to that. As now the Oilers have won a few games in a row and they're starting to come out of the bushes. Um, World Juniors, Par. We're not going to talk World Junior Preview because we do a preview show. That you is need Dane for that. We're That's his bread and butter. Doing the preview show or anything this week. It wouldn't be this week anyways. But we were looking at the U.S. roster and I'm not going to go back and pull it up. And Par doesn't need to pull it up either. But a lot of draftees. I just feel that USA hockey is really coming big right now. A lot in the youth side, in the NHL, we already know how good they are. Uh, a lot of players. I can't name you one good American hockey player. Just one. They have the best goaltending in no. the NHL by far. By far. Yeah. It's yeah, they do. A little, little bit better than Canada, do you think? Is the only option we that Canada has, and after Carter Hart is, is Darcy Kemper. <laughs> That's a problem. We got a problem in Canada and net, and in goalies in general, in hockey, man. Like unless you're American, that's I'm just really praising the Americans, so obviously not. But it seems like goaltending is getting worse in hockey. Am I crazy for saying that? It's getting worse. Well, it is because because the league isn't. Inc- the league's encouraged to be faster and score more. How, how often do you see as many players as they do score 100 points? You don't. It's not that goaltending's becoming worse. It's just that goal scorers and, like, not that long ago, the league was making goalies pads smaller and equipment smaller. And goals put asses in seats. Jersey not saying hockey in the early thousands, that doesn't sell. But it wins. No, no. And the league wanted to get away from that. Like, look, I don't know if you've seen that commercial where it's talking about, like, is this, like, the best hockey's ever been? I think so. Yeah. yeah it's it not- is. Yeah, without a doubt. It is the most – it's so fun. It's so fast. There's so much skill. All the teams are good. Like, 
tr- truly, like, you can name a good player on every team. Yeah, San Jose's garbage, blah, 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 whatever. Oh, shit on the Oilers, they're bad. <laughs> no, like, the competition level is so high between it's all 32 across, teams. And despite, look at the Atlantic, look, look at that division, right? It's the best. It's, it is the most competitive division. Next, I think the Metropolitan, I think the Metropolitan's really competitive. Are you sure? Too, oh, there's other div- Do you, I really... Are you going really no, to disrespect no, no, no. the LA Kings right now no, and not talk like they're the best team in hockey? In LA, if everyone knows. I have I picked him up in fantasy on waivers. Oh my god, that guy is so good. He is so good. I picked up Cam Talbot, the best goalie in our league on waivers. When I told you to go pick up a goalie. See, oh, six, yeah. One, What's your record again? What's your record again? Yeah. And you know who you're tied with? A guy that auto drafted. Drafted so. my team hung over in Italy. That's worse. Mm-hmm. I I changed my uh, my name actually. I'm not changing nothing. To Jason robbed my first pick. But there's mm-hmm. uh, honestly the Atlantic Division is the most competitive, in my opinion. I always said that, I, and you could tell by the standings, but. Par, we got – I know we're at 25, and I wanted to cap it at this point, but I kind of want to save this topic, but I wanted to save it for Dane because we've talked about it. I, I tried to look back and mm-hmm. on, on – uh, when I got home today, we tried to look back, and there's at least a dozen times that we've talked about this. Heck, it's the reason why EJ got put on the show. Fun fact of the day. Uh, but – and we'll maybe get into more detail okay. about it when Dane comes back on. Shootouts are the worst fucking thing mm. that I have ever seen in hockey. I, I am I have not three on three. I'm I wanna mm. propose something for overtime. It's gotta be ten minute three on three. That needs to be the start is ten minute three on three. And if that doesn't work, let's go all out here. Five minutes two on two. That's it. And if the game ends, no shootout it's like guessing your sister. You're getting a fucking tie if you can't get the win after that. It's called a tie. Remember those ties? Shootouts Good are the day. worst things ever. Day. I don't even care about my rule suggestion. Don't whatever. Shootouts suck. Shootouts don't dictate a game. I don't know. I'm over shootouts. I'm over shootouts. We're not. Let's go back a couple steps here. Did you really suggest? Two on two on NHL size. That Why is... not? Why not? Because because that's that's inhumane. That's inhumane to ask those Dude, people to go up there and skate bench. that much. Use your bench. Two on two. If you can't score on two on two, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to do. You're going to have a two on one, right? Nine times out of ten, you're going to gamble in the two okay. on one, and then the one guy is going to be high. He gets the save. Fire it up. You got a breakaway. It's like having a shootout, but on steroids. It's literally going to be quick like this. And I love it. I love it. And it wouldn't get the two-on-two anyways. It wouldn't get there. Ten minutes of three-on-three, there's no way it gets to there. No way. While I agree that the shootout is not the way to end the game, I don't think two-on-two is the option. I don't want ties. Ties put a bad taste in my mouth. I'd rather either be really happy or really bad, and I don't want to be in that middle ground. Give me something to yell about either way. But the only thing I would change, keep the three on three, let it go for as long as it needs to. Somebody's going to fucking score eventually. Uh, just keep putting Elander <laughs> out there when he's gas, and I'm sure they're, the team's bound to score. Um, make it three points for a win, two points for an overtime win, 
one point for an overtime loss and zero points for a regulation loss. Do it the way that all the world events are done. It's the best way to do it. And honestly, it doesn't really change much. Like if you look at most NHL seasons, like there's not really a whole lot of movement when it comes to it. Some seasons, there would be no movement at all. So it wouldn't be that big of a change, but I feel like it would be more legitimate. You know, these Leafs have been winning these games in overtime. And everybody's like, oh, well, they still got the two points. Well, no. No, what if they didn't? Well, I mean, they still would in this scenario get two points, like but that. only two out of the three. I like that. It's the same thing, but it's just and then if yeah. zero. That's zero points is big. Like you lose that, that's big. It makes mm. me. It make it is. It is. It might still equal out the same to a certain degree, but not not even. It, it just feels like that's such a big separation, and I don't mind that recommendation. I don't, but I don't want to get too deep into it because one time. This segment went for an hour because we got into this talk. And I just want to put it out there that, yeah, my suggestion for 2-2 two two is probably a little crazy. But there is one realistic thing that could happen in overtime. When you're on... One-on-one. On one. <laughs> no. when, when you have a power play, not four-on-three, <laughs> three-on-two. Why not? Because they've never, ever played anything try, ever with two guys. Try something different. I, I, I'm just whatever gets rid of shootouts. I'm a happy guy, man. I want. I remember when there used to be penalty shots, and you saw this at home. You're like, oh, you get up off your couch, you'd be excited because shootouts never happened. Or sorry, penalty shots never happened. Sorry, see where my head is at now. Penalty shots. You got there. You saw that by the thing. You yell. Me and my dad were watching games. Like, oh, you get all excited with your friends, and you're up. You're watching it like this on your screen. You're zoomed in. You like this on your screen. Look, I'm not so you're gonna come kiss me. Stuff, but I only see a penalty shot. This is me. No, it's not. A penalty it's shot not, is so much different than a shootout. It's not fun anymore. It's like, oh, uh, it's like, uh, it's like oh, fuck off. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll start getting you some pamphlets uh, and looking at some old I guess age homes. I made for you myself. I guess like I that. made Show you myself. Show you some of those. What? Why? You think a penalty shot's yeah. not exciting anymore because yeah, of shootouts? Yeah, fuck it. Sure. Yeah, I'm not as excited as I used to be. I'm not excited as I used to be. When I when I ever seen a That's penalty crazy. shot, I used to do fist pumps, right? Get excited. You're all like this on the screen. I'm getting really close to my camera. I'm probably gonna glitch. Up. So I, yeah, you're getting super close, dude. Yeah, I'm excited. Back up. I, it's a topic that's very big on this show. It's actually a thing that you know got EJ on the show. I talked about it. But back on my point. Change, get rid of the shootouts, and just change it for anything. I don't care if it's Par's idea, my idea. I don't care if you draw names out of a hat to who goes on the ice. I don't really give a shit what you do. I don't care if you got to get rid of your coach and a fan. Come on down, has to coach your team. I, I don't care if the goalie's got to put player gear on and you got to put Austin Matthews in it. I don't care. Just get rid of the shootouts. I'm over it because I love it. Imagine that, a fan vote of what player has to go in net. Who are you putting in net for Toronto? Who are you putting it's in like, net? All right. All, well, you'd, it would have to be like three predetermined options, right? So, like, who, who would you want to vote on? <laughs> yeah. Ryan Reeves, number one, 100%. I want to see Reeves. I want to see Keith. And I want to see... Marner. I'm going to go with Reeves, Giordano, and Marner. Giordano leads a team in block shots. I just got to feel like he has a mm. great it. It really shouldn't be Marner. Like, you don't want this guy getting injured. 
But could you just imagine you're sitting in your seat getting ready, getting ready for overtime? And now please turn your attention to the video screen. Pull out your smart smartphone devices and get ready to vote. <laughs> Who's going to be the goalies tonight between the Leafs and the Bruins? Now shooting for the Edmonton Oilers, Connor McDavid. I guess Mitch. I thought you were gonna say Stuart Skinner. <laughs> yeah. Goes between the legs, Merrick Malik, and fucking roofs it. Stuart Skinner goes top shelf on Noah Gregor to end this one. It's all because our podcast recommended that dismal rule change. You gotta love it. You gotta love it. It just hard cuts to the office, and Gary Bettman closes his laptop of this episode and goes, guys. They're on something. We got to do this. I said, I, I said to my assistant, I want to see what they said. And I heard it. And I said, holy crap. We did it. Next, I am going to bring Atlanta back mm-hmm. in the league. Let's do it. <laughs> and we're actually going to remove all seven teams from Canada and put them all in failing markets Hartford. in the States. Let's, 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 you know, another team in Florida. Why not? Let's do that. Point of it all is change the shootout, please. And that was my spoiler topic, and we spent time doing it. But Par, we'll save that. We'll table that for maybe another situation when there's another shootout uh, situation that I'm not enjoying. So basically, you want to save it for a time where the Leafs lose in a shootout so you can be super mad about how shootouts are bullshit. I'm going to be honest with you. Win's a win, dude. Win's a win. But I don't care. This year... I have n- I've never in my life seen a team lose the game and then win the same game. I texted my grandpa, I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe they won that game. I've never seen that before. He goes, what are you talking about? People turn like, you turned it off? Like, yeah. I was watching. <laughs> yeah. I saw the ref go to the replay. Yeah. The game's not done. I know Hannah wanted to put on a, put on a movie. No, I, I had a feeling. I saw the ref go over and I was... Oh. <laughs> Joey Wall's halfway down the hall. He already told the bus driver to get the fucking to start the bus and get it moving here. Mark, it's been fun. This has been the Game Sports Podcast, powered by 91N. It's been Dave McKay hosting you for this evening. Uh, and obviously, Alex Parr joining as he does every Monday. Absent again this week, and I will point it out. Dane Hantro for the third straight week. Dave, you know that he can't control when people's birthdays are. Yes. And I can't control when you – I have to repeatedly remind you that you're on the Monday edition of the Game Sports Podcast. But – Oh, uh, wait. Don't wrap up yet. I'm going to the Leaf Senators game on Thursday. What do you want me to keep a keen eye out for to report back to you on Monday? Rick? that matters in terms of effort, line changes, keeps reactions on the mm. bench, Ottawa – Oh, buddy – I'm like five rows from the ceiling, man. Like, I, I don't know if I'll be able to see facial reactions. Exactly what we've been watching for the past five years. And what is that, you may ask? Inconsistent play. How's that? We've been po- we're powered by 91N Par. That's, That's 91 good. Network. Check us out over on – we're on the YouTube channel for 91N. Yeah. If you have a podcast or want to start a podcast, you can email 91networksm at gmail.com to have it on the platform or get consulted on how to do it. And coming this year, 91N, emceeing your special event. More on that another time. Or just check out the 91N, 91 Network, easy for me to say, announcement on YouTube. Alex, it's been fun, my friend, as always. It has been fun. Oh, I got a, one more question. I'm sorry. I got so many questions. Just full of them. Full of it. 
Uh, you said you want me to come back with Oddball Sports next week. He says I'm like, oh, you said like get some different wacky, wacky sports. Next sports. Week. We're gonna have a variety segment next week. We'll talk golf. We'll talk a little bit. I'm drawing a blank. Wrestling. We'll talk a little basketball. Dude, I. I can't believe we're talking about golf next week, man. Tiger Woods just came back and we're talking about it next week. Are you kidding me? Got the freaking Tiger Maggie cap on right now. For a quick little uh, episode or a quick segment. Yeah, no, that's football. You guys do football. It's okay. By then, it's still irrelevant. It's still irrelevant. It's okay. It's still irrelevant by then. Nobody cares. He finished like fucking like third last or something. So. But he did it. He says he wants to come back for one tournament a month. And I said, give me that in my veins. Well, not everybody. I can, I can think of a few people that definitely do not love Tiger Woods. But, again, this has been the Game Sports Podcast. We've had a great episode here. And I hope for the, for the love of anything holy that Shohei and Juan Soto haven't been signed or traded respectively before this is uploaded for time's sake of my life. Again, this is the Game Sports Podcast. Dave McKay, hosting you, Alex Parr, on behalf of him. We appreciate you for stopping on by and tuning in. We hope you enjoy our new and improved reels, shorts, clips getting uploaded. The feedback has been tremendous on that, and it's it's a lot of work. So speaking of all that work, hit like, follow, subscribe on all the platforms. It really goes a long way for us and helps us bring you this content. Despite how much we like doing it, we have a big staff that like to do it. We also get the extra encouragement from you being involved, and we appreciate that here on the game. We've been around for over eight years, pretty near, so it's a long time, long-running podcast for a reason. It's because of you. Until Wednesday, I'm here to remind you, keep your stick on the ice, swing your bats, catch your touchdowns, drain your threes, and shoot your shots. Booyah.